Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. You know, it's, it's encouraging for our group to go, you know, play this these three games just back-to-back for us against three really good teams. And, and, you know, we came away with one of the three, one or more, but I thought we played well in, in all those games. And, uh, you know, and later on when it gets down to the nitty-gritty in the playoffs and, and whatnot, games are tight, teams are good, and, and this is a big learning experience for us, and, and we'll be better moving forward. That is Zach Hyman of the Edmonton Oilers. It is currently 135 in Edmonton. We are going to open up the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. You just heard Oilers interim head coach, Jay Woodcroft. The Oilers are 6-3 and three under Woodcroft, and strong argument can be made. They just went through their most difficult stretch of the season. A five-game span over eight days where the Oilers took on the Winnipeg Jets, who are a decent team, Minnesota, and then Tampa Bay, Florida, and Carolina. 780-496-0063. That is the River Creek Resort Casino hotline number. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. 780-496-0063. Uh, what do you think? Does the team look different under Jay Woodcroft? Are they a more competitive team? Uh, certainly, the they've done a... They made a concerted effort to get the shots against down. Now, Florida blitzed them for 47, and Koskinen was terrific. I know many of you probably still have the same concerns, and that might be goaltending. Uh, Mike Smith, by the way, 5-7-1 and one at an 8.93 save percentage. Koskinen now up to 9.01. A year ago, Koskinen was 8.99. Smith was 9.23. We talked all, we talked all offseason on... Uh, you know, could Smith be 905 to 915 and could Koskinen be 905 to 915? So, 780-496-0063. Uh, sorry, Brendan, where are we, where'd you want me to start here? I may have, he might be on the other line. Yeah, Brian, uh, we're going to jump in with uh, Brian here. All right, Brian, you're in Oilers now. How you doing? Hey, Bob, good show. I always enjoy you. Um, yeah, definitely a change with Woodcroft. Um, he just seems to, he, he just, so far, he just seems to be using all the players and 
and and putting them in positions where they're going to have success and you already see the confidence in the in the bottom six where uh under dave tippett dave tippett's a good coach but he just seemed to be stubborn with not playing uh consistently the the bottom two lines putting too much pressure on mcdavid dry and you know the top six and and they looked tired very tired um it was getting frustrating so yeah definitely uh, see a, an improvement on the on the especially on the whole team and after all it is a team sport well I, I guess one of the things for me is it's not like Woodcroft's had everybody available there's there's been injuries every step away through this I mean it sounds it, it, from the interview we just did that Brad Malone's going to be in tomorrow um, and we'll maybe kill some penalties he, he'll be on the fourth line you know, Nugent. I mean, right now they got five. If you include Archibald, and maybe we shouldn't because he hasn't played all season. So let's just take Archibald out of this. Between Nugent Hopkins, who plays 20 minutes a game, Pulleyarvi plays 1640, Cassian plays uh, 1250, and Yamamoto 1632. Like the Oilers, three of their top six uh, forwards in terms of time on ice are not available, you know, in, in yesterday's game and likely tomorrow's game, but he's finding a way to, to get some others going. So, and then the deployment on the back end without Duncan Keith, you know, you have Nurse and Keith, they can play 45 minutes a game. And I was like, well, I wonder yep. what he's going to do now that Keith's out. And he went and split yep. the 35 minutes between three guys. I, I was yep. quite ingenious. So, it, it, it's, it's, yep. I just think the, the talent is there. The players are there. They need somebody to just bring bring that out of them and let them have confidence. And a lot of these players played under him in Bakersfield, so he has no hesitation putting them in those positions. Good stuff, Brian. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Let's, yeah, let's uh, bounce off to Alex on uh, from Penticton on line number two. Hi, Alex. How are you? Good, Bob. How are you? Good. What do you think? Good. Hey. You being a staff guy, I just wanted to let you know that you're at a 63.42% uh, in correctness in your assessment so far this year, which is up from last year. So that's great news. Uh, but one thing that I think you're 110% on is the McDavid stick in the teeth. The Oilers need to go after those guys. They can't let them keep doing that. Wow. Can you imagine the room? that McDavid will have if people are a little bit worried of stepping into him or sticking him, uh, but they're not right now. Nobody's worried one ounce, and they need to get that fear into the opposing team. Well, and part of it is there's, you know, I was having a conversation with uh, an American Hockey League assistant coach who Oilers fans loved. I'm not, that's all I'm going to say. They loved this guy when he was an Oiler, and we were talking about a player, and he said, Stoff, there aren't a lot of guys that do that kind of stuff anymore, and we had a preseason game this year in Everett, and and there were some liberties taken on a couple of the Oilers, younger D-man. And Brad Malone went after Jeremy Lazan twice in the game. And, I mean, Jeremy Lazan is a guy that lots of teams want to get out of Seattle. And I'm not like, look, I don't expect Malone to go out and fight Zach McEwen tomorrow. But I know this, that Brad Malone is going to bark and is going to get in people's face. And there's a shortage of those type of players anymore. And I just... Uh, you know, it, it, we're talking Connor McDavid here. And the guy yeah. sits there, hey, it was an accident, man. Like, hey, relax. Like, you know what? Bob, I won't be responsible Bob, for your stick on the ice. Yeah, and Bob, one of the things that drives me nuts is the coach is saying, well, that's not the NHL now. 
You've got the best player in the world. Change it back. Change it back to where these guys are scared to come in and play you and stick their knee out into McDavid. And well, I know, we haven't. We, in fairness, we haven't. It, it wasn't. I guess it. It wasn't. It was a little bit egregious to me. I don't think it was accidentally on purpose. But the point is, you still have to be responsible for the stick. Hey, Alex, I appreciate the call. I got a bunch of other guys that have jumped in, so I want to get okay. some get more uh, more people on the show. Thank you very much. Let's go to Lee on not, line number three. Hi, Lee. How you doing? How you doing, Bob? Good. Well, last time I talked to you, I traded Victor Cruz for Andre Johnson. So uh, that's a long time ago. Uh, anyway, my take is, is our problem goaltending? Because I don't think it is. I think it's been the team in front of the goaltenders. And what I'm seeing under Woodcroft right now is we're giving our goalies a chance to be better. So if we're going to spend any kind of capital, I don't think we spend it in that. I'd rather see another strong D-man. I had to. You lost me at Victor Cruz, and now Lee, I totally get it. So I've got it figured out now. Uh, man, I had a bad season this year. That's all. That's what happens when you go with all Alabama guys. It's all, you know, when you're in a free pool and you draft every player in your fantasy football pool out of Alabama's program. Uh, anyhow, I digress. Uh, I do think that. I mean, Jay said it. We got it. We got to find a way to do a better job working back to the puck. And a byproduct of doing a better job working their way back to the puck is limiting the amount of high-caliber opportunities against the goaltenders, and maybe we'll get a chance for a truer read on the goalies' league. What are the metrics right now? Since since Woodcroft took over, are our high-chance opportunities gone down? Because they seem to be playing a much more disciplined style, for sure. Yeah, I, 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 they've got, well, definitely the shots against have gone down. I mean, this, and, and again, part of it is the caliber of the opposition, the last three games. Like, those are teams that have got, you know, three lines of forwards that can get you. So, I, you know, I, I just look at the shots against. And, and again, the, the Florida game, they put up 47, but the Oilers have dropped significantly. Uh, and just, well, I, you know what I'm going to do here, Lee? Just for you, I'm going to actually look it up. So the first game that he coached, the Oilers were uh, at 32.2 shots against per game. Okay. And after the game against Florida, they had, so they've shaved half a shot off a game in t overall in the season uh, through 10 games, which is a fair amount to drop, by the in way. And games, so the shot matter. The, that's all in, in nine in eight games. That's 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 going into yesterday's game. So it was before the game against uh, Carolina. They 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 dropped basically half a shot per game down, knocked it down from their uh, total earlier uh, when the change was made. Hey Lee, I got I got to get running. Thanks for the call, my man. It's okay. Okay, but thank you. You bet. Victor Cruz for Andre Johnson. Uh, tell you, Victor Cruz was like a huge star with the Giants. Uh, we're going to go to Ron from Red Deer on line number four. Hi, Ron from Red Deer. How you doing? Hey, Bob. I listen to you every day. I really appreciate your show. And I really appreciate Woodcroft. I think he's doing an absolutely amazing job. That's a great stat to hear about the less shots. And also Red Deer misses Cam Moon, and I have to give him uh, kudos that he's doing absolutely amazing play-by-play. -play. I really appreciate him. He's, he, I, I think he's my favorite next to uh, Rod Phillips. 
Well, uh, the Oilers have got two uh, two play-by-play voices. Uh, Jack doing a majority of the games, obviously on on television now, all the regional games, and uh, and I'm just lucky to work with two guys that put up with my egos. So uh, it's been a great. All I will tell you is Cam Moon is a great team player. It's been a terrific addition, and oh, uh, yeah. Red Deer's Red Deer's loss has been Edmonton's game. And and you know this when you're listening to uh, the games, you got guys like you know what. We, you can't. It's not like Georgia football where you're sitting there saying we need to stop here on defense. We can't. Like you can't go quite that far. But I think you can tell in the inflection of the voice that there's a fair amount of excitement when the Oilers have success. So oh, uh, I mean, there we go. Yeah, he's an excellent play-by-play. Excellent. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Ron. Thanks for your comment. You bet. Let's go to, I think we're going to go to Gord. Is that right? Gord on line number five. Gord, you're in Oilers now. How are you doing there, Bob? It's good to hear you uh, going away at, the, at your job there, man. It's good stuff. Um, I was just wondering, there was a, the game that I think was yesterday. I thought I saw Carolina do a two-line pass, and they didn't call it. Um, do they still have <laughs> Uh, the two-line uh, no pass rule. No, 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 no. They look. Yesterday, yesterday they had a really inexperienced first time. That game yesterday, like I hate being the guy complain. Like the sequence with McDavid, the the hand was already up calling interference before he ever got clubbed in the face by Brady Shea. Then he gets clubbed in the face, and they only call the high stick on Brady Shea, the double minor. Okay, so they changed the call. Um, they were letting, depending upon which defenseman was going back, if it was a veteran, well, okay, that's icing. But if it's a younger defense, like, the, I thought the guys yesterday had a t- I thought they missed it too many men in front of the Carolina bench one time. I was not pleased. So if you saw something that struck you as odd, you probably did because it was an oddly officiated game. All right. Thanks a lot. You bet. 780-496-0063. 147 in Edmonton. Uh... <laughs> I, I got to read this text. Hey, Bob, I hear you were a Mug Slingers alumni. Uh, I'm on the current squad. If somebody stuck somebody in the teeth, the mug slingers would not be a uh, stand for that. The Oilers need to start replicating the passion Stoffer showed amongst elite Edmonton's mids, uh players back in the day. Uh, I'm sorry. I was never amongst elite anywhere. Uh, and the mug slingers, there was nobody elite with that group either. There were some great guys. They were, they were bad players. I think it was Division Six. I remember the Nugent Hopkins things you hear at Edmonton or something like that. Sorry, Brendan. I we're gonna. I guess the final call in this uh, segment. We're gonna go to Doug uh, back to the top of the rack on line one. Hi, Doug. How are you doing? Hey, Bob. I'll be real quick. I know you're up against the hour here. Listen, uh, I had to agree with one of your previous callers. Talked about. Uh, I don't believe our goaltending is going to change for this year. I think we're going to stick with the, the three, Cosby, yep. Smith, and uh, Skinner. Yep. I believe that. I don't think we're going to get a great B goalie. It doesn't make sense. That'll be next summer's uh, business. Anyway, going forward this year, I would much rather see them take a run at chicken. I know you may not agree with me. Mm. I, I just think mm. we need that improvement. Uh, that would just solidify our D as far as I'm It's going to cost. Don't get me wrong. I know it would. But I think going forward, he, he'd just solidify our defense for the next coming three years, whatever the case may be. His dad is a former Oiler. His dad uh, works in the Florida broadcast. I had about a 45-minute conversation with him Saturday morning. Um, 
in Sunrise, Florida. Something's got to. I just don't see Edmonton giving up the assets. Uh, you know, they've got a lot of. They got a lot of young defense. Um, yeah, yeah. He's way better. I, I don't even understand his deployment in Arizona. Yeah, you know, like no, they went I, and got Goss, right? They took they took uh, some draft picks to take Goss to spare in, and then they bounced the guy that they were building the team around, and and now it sounds like he's available. He's going to be a first round pick and a really good prospect. That's going to be the yeah. base of the deal. Yeah. I, I mean, I would not give them, I wouldn't give them Broberg in a number one. If it were me, I, might, I don't I think I would do that. To. I might be tempted. I might be tempted. Well, to do and I, I think they want more than that. I'm led to believe they want more than that. So you may be right. You know, and I, I just now the one thing I will say, he's got a great contract. Yes, great contract. It's, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a real team friendly deal. Doug, you brought up a valid point. Thanks for the call. Okay. You bet. Bye bye. One fifty in Edmonton. I uh, will wrap up uh, this day in Oilers history with, frankly. One of my favorite moments of the old school Oilers when we return. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 154 in Edmonton Oil Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the meat lovers. Ah, see, I threw a curveball at you. Oh, man, I love this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. we got the Oilers roadie coming up to Nashville. You'll fly down with Flair Airlines. Watch the Oilers play the Preds in April, 1750 bucks. Visit newwesttravel.com. Here's Brendan Escott. Uh, we'll go back to 1990. The Oilers and LA Kings set an NHL record for the most penalty minutes in a game with uh, what, 386, breaking the old mark of 384. Pardon me. Okay, hang on. Most penalties in a game. 86. That breaks the old mark of 84, combining for 356 penalty minutes. Uh, as Wayne Gretzky's Kings ultimately did win 4-2 in Los Angeles, uh, the Oilers setting the NHL record with 45 penalties. After the Kings came back from 3-1 down, Wayne Gretzky uh, pretty excited after they got an empty netter in Game 7 and Kings won in 89. Uh, this was the game, the, uh, the demarcification of what occurred between these two organizations. The Oilers officially severed this, the ties. February 28, 1990, I was shot listing working for Annie Stark at ITV with Darren Detition on Sports Night, who never got on the game. Never got on the air that night because the game went so long. It was a thing of absolute beauty. The Oilers severed their ties once and for all with Wayne Gretzky. Mark Messier fought fought Marty McSorley opening shift to the game at the end of the game Steve Smith and Essa Tikkanen were working Smith over along with Craig Simpson it was awesome Edmonton won the fights they smoked the Kings in four straight in the 90 playoffs beat him again in 91 and 92 went on a win Stanley Cup number five in 1990 all right this day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel again we're going to Nashville with Flair Airlines 1750 bucks four nights in the hotel visit newwesttravel.com Inside Sports, Reed Wilkins, tonight, 6-8. What's he got shaken? Jack Michaels and Luke Gazdick doing work on Sportsnet.
All right, up next, uh, we will tell you that uh, tomorrow, Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta Live Standard Bird Racing has moved to Century Downs Racetrack in Calgary. You can watch and wager online at hbibet.com. And uh, Flyers color analyst on NBC Sports out of Philadelphia and with TNT, longtime NHLer, the uh, greatest player ever from Brantford, uh, maybe the second best, Keith Jones on tomorrow's show as well. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell, followed by the Rob break and rich from 2 to 3 then 6:30 chat afternoons of Jalen Nye uh from 3 to 6 we'll be back at you tomorrow at noon so long everybody from Philly Oilers now with Bob Stoffer weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 6:30 chat